Welcome to the Grow Regardless podcast. I'm your host, Janae Siobhan. This podcast is the place where those who are withered come to bloom. Here, you will be empowered and encouraged with biblical, practical, and spiritual tools that will help you navigate life boldly, effortlessly, and fearlessly with Christ and for Christ. Hey y'all, hey, welcome to the Grow Regardless podcast. This is your host, Janae. This is gonna be a little bit different for us, so I'm kind of going off the cuff. Usually I do, but the structure may be a little different. Now, this is our second bonus episode of the season, season three, and hmm, this one is a little, little, I don't even wanna say spicy, but... We might be stepping on some toes because the conversation is going to be one uh, that is very thought provoking. And I think it will spur some conversation um, maybe between your significant other with just like hypothetical conversations. We ain't trying to promote no arguing here, but I'm just saying just the thought process, just the food for thought here. So I have Jairus Bryant from the Final Warning Podcast back with us. I don't know what we're going to name this episode yet. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't even tell y'all to like, I don't even know. But whatever the name of this episode is, he's here with us. So as always, I'm glad to have him on. And we're just going to be having a little conversation because, whew, y'all, mm-hmm. this food for thought was I don't even call it I don't even want to call it crazy it was just food for thought and I was like you know what it hit different yeah it hit different there you go that's good it hit different and I think it's a conversation that'll be beneficial to you because of the principle behind it so we're gonna get to talking like I said okay y'all excuse me in the background so I have my fire extinguisher. I mean, not fire extinguisher, my fire alarm. And I have to change the battery. And um, so if you hear this noise, it's because I haven't changed the battery. So, but I will, I will, I will. So just forgive us for that. Not in Jesus name. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) You always got that one to drag it. So again, if you're new here, hello, welcome to the Grow Regardless podcast. This is a place where we are having real candid conversations about Christ. Everything that we talk about is going to be dealing with wholeness, restoration, and all that good stuff. But the word of God, the infallible word of God is what we're going to be talking about first and foremost. And everything else that you're dealing with, I don't want to say it comes after, but it's all going to be intertwined. So you're in a safe place. You're in a safe space. Enjoy, relax. A lot of y'all be telling me like, yo, I be just preparing. I be having my tea. I be just chilling, ready to talk. So I'm like ready to listen rather. And I'm just like, see, I love y'all like <laughs> a real family. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're going to get this conversation started. So Jairus, welcome back to the Grow Regardless podcast. How are you? you thank you for having me again i appreciate you just reaching out and um doing this was this by the way this was kind of uh uh impromptu type of talk but we felt that this would be very beneficial mm-hmm. to the people 
to the people. Yeah, because listen, now when I sent you that reel, I was like, this is some craziness right here. I don't, I don't even know. I need your thoughts on this because it's it's crazy. Now, do you want to tell the people like in essence what the reel was about before we go in like detail detail? Yeah. So basically, this reel is consistent of three people on a podcast. Um, so this podcast is called Made for More. Um, very interesting podcast. Three people on there. The guy that is speaking on there, he's talking about uh, how God kind of brought him through his uh, relationship that he uh, got through. Mm-hmm. And kind of what God showed him after a divorce that he had. Um, it was pretty profound in the way that he was saying it. But uh, the thing is, when you look at some of the comments, a lot everyone focuses on the, the the main thing that he's trying to convey. But there's certain things that he says that aren't necessarily biblical and aren't necessarily truth filled. Mm. So we like we kind of want to like talk about those things because we hear everything else is he's saying, but. We want everything that we say to be rooted in uh, the word of God and Amen. not how we're feeling, not just in what sounds good. Amen. You know, last days, the, the Bible says last days, people will be having itching ears uh, and, and not having ears that are inclined toward the truth. Um, and a lot of times, you know, certain people, whether they are uh, knowing it or not, are actually preaching uh, towards itching ears, mm. teaching another doctrine that's apart from the word of God. So we kind of want to just uh, look at a certain clip. And now understanding this clip, we actually did listen to the whole podcast. So we got everything in context. But right. We, we want to look at this clip um, and and just break it down for, for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all we're going to do is just play it. And then we're going to talk through it. Is that fine? That's good. Go ahead. All right, let's do it. Irving, man, and I knew God told me to marry this woman. Yeah. But here's the thing. I didn't know everything about her. I didn't know everything that came with her. And so to spare her, her testimony, God revealed to me some things that she had gone through before she ever met me. And so after I got through my beef with God, God says, have you ever thought about me sending her to you? so that you could be one of the reasons on earth that she says she encountered real love that she would be able to walk away now and say despite all this other stuff that happened to her that wasn't even her there were some things that happened to her was not her fault it was she didn't ask for it it wasn't right it makes me mad even now to know that that the world could be that harsh that cruel that ugly and um she suffered some things that was just really, really hard. But God says, I sent her to you so that you could be the one on earth to love her. And there were certain aspects of her heart that I was able to penetrate and love and literally pour into. And then when she walked away, I said, wait, you, you purpose for me to do that for her? Just to leave me broken? Then this is the part that really got me. He says, but you asked me to teach you how to love like me, a serving man. And I knew. Hmm. Child. Hmm. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> so Janae, what are your what are your thoughts on it? Well, before before you before you go into that, I would I just want to kind of talk a little bit. So okay, he's sounding good, right? Yeah, he's good. The music is going with his voice. Yeah, it's good. Not to mm-hmm. be facetious, okay. Not to be facetious. Gotta understand how reels work and how um, promoting certain things work. But I understand that what he's saying, like, there's not anything wrong necessarily with what he's saying and saying that God is is leading him or led them together in order for there to be lessons to be learned between mm-hmm. the both. Which is fine. We understand that God works that way. He, he'll, a lot of times he'll allow us to go in a certain situation so that way he can teach us certain things. And that's fine. But we're, uh, what a lot of people miss with this is, okay, that's fine. God may have led y'all together for a certain lesson to be learned. So that way um, a, a, a certain level of love can be expressed that can only be found from God, can only be found from something that is divine. That's fine. This is my uh, beef with it, so to speak. When when we're talking about God leading us into certain things, right? And especially in regards to marriage, and this is something you had even said, Janae. Mm-hmm. We understand that the blessing of the Lord do not come with sorrow. Mm-hmm. So why is there sorrow with this certain blessing that is supposed to be that has, supposed to have been given to you? And why why would God bring something to you just for it to be gone, especially in the context of marriage? Right, God hates divorce this is a person that he's no longer with this woman that he's talking about no longer in this relationship they are divorced why would god lead you into something just for as if as if he's okaying the divorce just so that way this lesson can be learned mm. you, want, you understand what i'm saying yeah what the scripture is saying yeah yeah and i kind of want to like piggyback off of that a little bit I think the root of the issue, and we didn't talk about this in the beginning, Mm -hmm. but I think the real issue is that he's not realizing that they were unequally yoked from the jump. I -hmm. think that, again, going back to what I said before, the interpretation of a thing, how Mm -hmm. he presumed what God was saying. Because God is not a liar. It's impossible for him to lie. So if I'm saying God told me that this was my wife, okay, Mm -hmm. cool. God told you that. But then you have to think about, okay, if you're saying that God told me and we already know that free will is very much prevalent with this other young woman, this lady, mm-hmm. then in a sense it's conditional, right? Because you can say all day long, hey, God told me that you are my wife, but it's up to her to adhere 
And then once she says yay or nay, she has to choose to stay. He said further in the episode that she left him because he made the the argument of people coming to him and saying, hey, if it was such a good marriage, why would she leave? It had to be something that he had done. So for me, it's very much like, because like he said, my beef was with God. I really had a beef with God. I was just kind of like, why would you say this to me and then embarrass me? Why would you tell me that this was my wife? But then she ends up leaving me and I'm divorced for mm. the third time. Yeah. yeah. No shade. But I'm just saying, I could see what's what's causing him to be um, saddened and sorrowful because we know that hope deferred makes the heart sick. So yeah, he did have beef with God because what he what he says that God told him did not come to pass. But we also got to remember too, like we be out here trying to finesse and like make up stuff that God didn't say, and the whole time it was us. Yeah, it wasn't that's God. True. <laughs> that's so true. I mean, a lot of times, I mean, especially with this, it's like he said, "Well, God led them together." And the thing is, God could have led them together. This, I'm not, I'm not even saying he's lying on that part. Yeah. God definitely could have led them together, but maybe it wasn't necessarily in God's will for y'all to be together or for y'all to be married in that way. Mm-hmm. You know, because he's saying, well, there's a, I mean, there's a certain love that I was commissioned or he was commissioned to show her something that was mm-hmm. a reflection of who God was. And you definitely can show that type of love without being married to someone. Yeah. Covenant with someone because what people don't understand, and the thing is, I'm not, I've never been married, I'm not married, (laughs) I do not have any children, you know, so I don't understand uh, that level of life yet. Mm -hmm. However, when we understand what the Bible says about marriage and the, uh, the covenant relationship that it is, yeah. And the sacredness that is so many people in the, in the church look at marriage as something that can be just done away with, or you can do it and then just put it away. It's okay. Mm. It's weird. But the thing is the Bible holds so much, puts so much weight on marriage, puts so much weight on it, but the church, we don't put that same weight on it. Whereas we're, we act like, well, things didn't work out. It's okay. Just move on. We can just get with somebody else. But that's not what the, that's not how the Bible puts it. Mm. and that's very and that, honestly that's probably for another time and for another day for us to actually get into that because that's a whole nother level because if we honestly got into that many people would probably be mad hey it is, is what okay. it is it is what, okay. it, is. It, is yeah. what it is it's okay but we just want to make sure that in everything that we're doing it is that God's God's breath is really on it yeah and not something that we're adding to things mm. so so listen <laughs> i think i think we should go we should go here where i'm about to take us okay because the real the real root of the issue here is that god's plan god's plan for him did not come to pass right because 
he's saying God told me this and this happened. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about that because we talk about God's perfect will. We talk about his permissive will. They kind of touched on that within the within the podcast, but they didn't hit on submissive will. And I do believe that they should have because they were taking the submissive, what would have been the submissive will and kind of putting it with the permissive will, but those are two different things. Mm-hmm. But I do want to talk about when people say, you know, God told me, or um, a prophet had came to me and said X, Y, and Z, da 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 da. Uh-oh. I want to talk about it. Let's talk about it. I want to talk about it. I want to talk about, first off, what he said about God telling him. Now, like I told you before, I was really believing like his whole issue was that he interpreted, he, he, he took what God may have told him because like you were saying, it could have just been simply for friendship. It could have been simply, Hey, I want you in her life to show her this type of love, not necessarily to be in covenant with her in that way. But sometimes we want to shape it and mold it into what we want it to be. And then God's word is tainted. And then you're looking at him like, but God, you told me. And God was like, I didn't even tell you that, but I bet. So in his mind, even though I'm looking at it like he interpreted something Mm -hmm. to be something that it wasn't, he's saying that, no, God definitely did say that. So I'm thinking to myself about. God, in the same tip, I want to use a biblical example. God told Moses that he wanted him to take the Israelites into the promised land. He told them that. God told Moses that. Moses didn't interpret. God said what he said. Did Moses go to the promised land? Mm -hmm. He did not. Moses did not go to the promised land. He did not go to the promised land. So now we're looking at it. What was God's perfect will? God's perfect will was, I need you to take them to the promised land. I need you, Moses, to take them to the promised land. Moses could not go into the promised land because of what? The condition was that he was supposed to not strike the rock out of his anger and disobedience. He chose to do that. And therefore the Lord was like, oh, well, since you want to be given into your flesh, you definitely will not go into the promised land. So again, that's Moses's free will in action. Does that negate the fact that God's perfect will was not to lead, have Moses lead them into the promised land? No, that does not negate the fact God's perfect will was that. But the condition behind it was for Moses to do something that he did not do. And then now the consequence was you can't go into the promised land. Mm -hmm. So I think the real principle of it is that free will is really a thing, right? And when you try to look at God and you say to God, like, oh, Lord, you told me this and this didn't happen. It's conditional. It means that I have to be in the right place. My man 
or whoever I'm with or whoever I'm supposed to be in covenant with, whether it's in marriage or business or whatever, we have to be on one accord. Because if any of us is out of alignment, that's not going to, it's not going to work. I have to be in position to receive. I have to be in the right place at the right time. The atmosphere has to be conducive. Things have to flow and be however it's going to be for me to attain the promise. But a lot of times we don't, it's just like, well, Lord, you know, go ahead and, and have her, have her stay, go ahead. And he kind of alluded to that within the podcast. Like you want me to pray for her? Like she chose to do that. Like, why didn't you just let her stay? Like all this. And it's like, he's not going to override nobody's free will. So I think his lack of understanding and his own interpretation of what he believes God said led him to be disappointed in the end because he believes that God, you let me down. You, what you're ultimately saying is that God lied to you. And if we know that's, it's impossible for God to lie, then that mean how everything played out was my fault, but we're not ready for that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree with that. Um, I mean, when it comes to certain things being said on our, about our life or certain thing that God may lead us in, there are a lot of conditions that are paired with that 1000%. And um, especially within marriage, because the thing is, I would almost say that God did, there was nothing that, there was no lie in it. He still got married to the woman. Mm. He still got married to the woman. So God didn't, cause God didn't say that, Y'all going to get married and y'all will never get divorced. Y'all never got to put in any work to keep the marriage up. Like, cause when you get married, there's still an upkeep. There's still, there's still maintenance that you have to have. Jay, Jay, Mm -hmm. his premise was God told me to get married to her so that she can experience the type of love that she's never experienced before. Which is how we got on the topic of how is God, y'all both still ended in sorrow. It ended in divorce. That's not anything happy-go-lucky. I don't know she wasn't skipping to the courthouse and neither was he. So, I mean, in regards to like, you know, eradicating the the um, the uh, marriage. But what I'm saying is, what you're saying is that not you, but the guy, like what he's saying, it sounded like, I don't know. I can't really explain it. Like, it just sounded like he was wanting, like he perceived God to be saying, you marrying her will show her what real love is. And then they got divorced and that's not how it played out. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, what do you say to that? Like he got, he had a whole storyline Yeah, that I didn't mean, play out. Yeah. I definitely, I definitely see your your point on that. I mean, the marriage, the marriage didn't play out how he wanted it to. The marriage didn't really necessarily even play out the way how she wanted it to either. Mm. But the thing is, in in anything, and of and of course, like, because we we talked about this before. Like, are we really hearing from God, or is this like, are we adding stuff? Are putting stuff into the pot that we think that's God that's really not you know so we're asking we're we're uh you know we got to ask the right questions in this like did 
God really tell you to marry this woman? You know, and then you talking about all these issues that she had. Almost, it almost sounds like the way how is he implying this that this woman wasn't ready to be a wife. Unequally yoked. Exactly. So it's like, why would God send you someone that's not ready to be the right partner for you in order Ooh. to uh, be completely unhindered? of the mission that God has put on your life. Cause it yeah. seems like whatever mission that God put on your, their life was hindered by the fact that she did not want to continue, you know? Yeah. So, but why would God put two people together, especially if we're talking about kingdom work, right? Yeah. We're talking about kingdom. Work. Why would God put two people together when he knows that the kingdom work is not going to start, the Bible says that he's going to continue the work that he has started to started from complete uh, from the beginning to completion, mm. right? That's yeah. the word. So, so basically, that's almost like a um, that's almost like the word is not in effect there, but we know that the the word is always going to be in effect. Mm -hmm. So it's like, well, okay, there's that means there has to be something that's wrong. It's either God told you wrong or you heard wrong that's right? the truth yeah absolutely and i think we don't want to eat that like he did say he was like you know i had to eat that but what he was saying that he had to eat was not in correlation to what he really had to eat because what he had to eat was the fact that it didn't play out how god quote unquote told him it was going to play out but really what he had to eat was the fact that hey yo my interpretation of what god said was wrong I assume that God meant X, Y, and Z when in actuality he meant X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. I, I find that to be very problematic and it kind of makes me a little, I don't know. It, it doesn't make me, um, feel like I don't want to seek God for things, but you really have to trust that whoever your person is, again, I don't want to make everything romantic sounding because with any relationship, you're going to need to be in agreement. You're going to need to be equally yoked. You're going to need to be in alignment. So what I'm saying is I really want to stress, especially if you are a Christian that you are linked up with people that are truly walking and talking and living and have the fruit to prove it, that they are, you know, walking in the things of God and walking by the spirit and not being moved by their flesh. Because when it comes down to making these big decisions like marriage and, and business opportunities and the like, mm -hmm. you're going to need to have somebody that you know seeks God. They may not be able to hear like you do, or they may not be able to see like you do, but listen, they know, I know when God is talking to me. Okay. How I hope, however means the Lord chooses to talk to me. I know he's talking to me. And those are the people that you need to have alongside you because then you'll know like, okay, we on the same page. Cause my hope, my question to him would have been in the podcast, Jay, is, uh, if I was the girl sitting there, I would ask him, well, what did she say when you said that the Lord told you that she was, his, that she was your wife? 
What mm-hmm. what did she say? That question never came up, I don't think. Yeah, that that yeah, didn't ask that question. Yeah. That's the question that needs answers because my whole thing is like two can't walk together unless they be agreed. So for okay. example, if my man's is saying, Hey, Janae, the Lord is leading me, the Lord is telling me, the Lord has confirmed that you're my wife. What's the Lord saying to you? I should be saying, Hey, babe, that don't sound like nothing crazy. I've been I've been feeling the same thing. Confirmation. If in fact mm-hmm. you have not, listen, babe, I hear what you're saying. But I ain't really hear that. The first step should be, I'm gonna go seek the Lord. I'm gonna hear. I'm gonna see what the Lord is saying. You saying that? I am not gonna fault you. I'm not gonna hold you. But we need to be on one accord. So let me see what the Lord is saying and go from there. Now the choice is still up to me. The choice is still up to my man's. Okay, he could yeah. say, "Listen, all that," but I ain't really feeling it. It could be God's perfect will for us to be together. But if he is not feeling it or he doesn't want to go that route. He doesn't want to pivot in that direction. I can't do anything about that. And we have to be okay with that. We can't be trying to make something shake. Can't be trying to manipulate and control and interpret. And that's where this guy, I believe, got his feelings hurt because he was trying to make something shake. Mm-hmm. He was trying to make something shake. And I mean, it's day, Yeah. yeah. At the at the end of the day, it comes down to how well is your faith in God fortified? Say that again. How well is your faith in God fortified? Is if your faith in God is mm. well fortified, then you know that without a shadow of a doubt that whatever He has spoken to you about whatever in your life, it is going to come to pass. Why? Because His word is sure, and you stand on His promises. Mm. You have confidence. And your ability to hear from the Lord. And you have confidence in your ability to distinguish his voice from all the other voices that are talking in your head and outside. Mm. That's, that's what it is. Because at the end of the day, if it's God's will for something to happen in your life, it's going to happen. Period. And we see this in we see this in the in the word of God. When God speaks and it's and he says this is going to happen, it is going to happen. That's that's the word of God. It it never comes back void. It never comes back void. And that's something that you can take to the bank. Whatever God has spoken, somebody's probably listening to this right now and they're like, "Well, God has spoken to me this and this. you know, it could be regarding anything in their life." You know, what the, and this is something that I was talking to you, Janae, about some time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to one of my uh pastor mentors and he was talking about how there were so many things that were spoken over his life. And these are things that he's still waiting for God to bring to fruition in his life. And this is what he does. He takes those words, he takes those promises, and he brings them to the Lord. He says, Lord, this is what you said. This is what I heard you say. These are the things that you have spoken over me. This is what you have said about my life. This is what you said I'm I'm going to do. Certain things in my life aren't lining up with that. What's going on? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You got to bring that. It talks about that in in First uh, Timothy, I believe, where Paul is talking to Timothy, and he's saying those prophecies that were spoken over your life, wage war with those prophecies, bring them to the feet of the feet of the cross, and mm. and and, and, and the Lord, like, 
Lord, this is what you this is what you said about me. I'm standing on that. I'm still believing you for that. My faith is is continually going to be fortified for this. And a lot of us, a lot of us don't have faith for those things, but we have to just be like, Lord, okay, help my unbelief in this area. Mm. Help my unbelief in this area, in any area that I'm missing you, or in any area that I'm 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 not seeing it, remove the blinders off my eyes. Yeah. Help me to see the that you see this help me to be led in the right direction you have to continuously go to the foot of the cross to be asking for direction because no matter how uh no matter how uh you know speaking in tongues full of the holy ghost saved sanctified prophesying evangelizing no matter how saved you are you can miss it yeah. you can miss it why because you're a human being we're still in this flesh yeah. but at the same time you're a spiritual being but because you're a spiritual being encased in flesh, you have to constantly go mm-hmm. back to the spiritual things in order for you to get direction. Because that's the only way that you can do it, do that for your life. Yeah. And I want to say this too, like, you know, we have to truly examine ourselves because a lot of times we find ourselves in these places of confusion. We don't have clarity on things. We feel like, oh my goodness, Lord, like I'm seeking you. I'm fasting. I'm praying. And none of these things are coming to pass. What's going on? And it can very well be spiritual warfare, like hindering spirits, blocking spirits. Somebody may be trying to attempt craft, like let's keep it a hundred. But then also you got to look, did I give the enemy place? Where have I given the enemy place? Because if he's causing these shifts to happen, these blockages, these things, my first thought is, first of all, as a child of God, I have authority. I have dominion. I have access. The enemy does not have right to just be doing and having a field day with me. I have to give him right. I got to give him legal rights to me. So if he's out here doing things and I'm like, uh-uh, this is contrary to what God didn't promise me. This ain't looking how what I what he said is supposed to be looking like. I need to look at me, which is am I doing something I ain't supposed to be doing? Have I touched the unclean thing somewhere? Do I have somebody in my life that's causing these hindrances and these blockages that I'm uncertain of or I'm hanging around the wrong people or I'm allowing the wrong people to speak into my life? Like these things, these decisions will leave a crack open because the enemy, all he needs is a little, a little crack. He don't need a whole door open. All he needs is a little crack to come in and sow discord and sow confusion and sow all of these things. So it's like, Mm -hmm. yes, very much so you can be in a sense of like, where it's not you, but oftentimes we got to examine ourselves because the Lord says, don't give the enemy no place. Don't give him place. And we know he's looking. We know he's prowling. We know he's on the loose. We know he's looking for an opportunity. So when we say don't give him place, what we're ultimately saying is what Paul was ultimately saying is, I think it was Paul, what he was saying was through the power of the Holy Spirit, like don't give the enemy no opportunity. Don't leave no doors open. Because once you do, you sitting there looking like, well, it don't matter if... I'm out here fornicating and doing all these things contrary to God's word because his word is still going to prevail. His word is still going to, uh-uh. <laughs> you cannot be in disobedience 
in oh. any form or fashion and think that God's will is still going to perform. Hence, going back to Moses, God's perfect will for him was to lead Israel into the promised land. His disobedience caused him not to do that. So in that case, it was conditional. You can't be out here doing being in disobedience and thinking that, oh, the Lord is still going to come through for me. His will is still going to is still going to prevail. Mm-mm. No. So that's why you have to truly examine yourself and see what have I done? What am I doing? What am I not doing? What should I be doing that I'm not doing? What am I doing that I need to cut off that I need to stop doing X, Y, and Z. So that's all I wanted to put with that, sprinkle that on you because a lot of us are in stuff because we chose to be. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Most definitely. Most definitely. Um, Yeah. It's, it's one of these things, like these type of conversations, I really, really wish that they focused on um the root because everybody was saying in the comments like you made like you know you said in the beginning you know sacrificial love and he was saying that the lord was really showing him agape love and well you know the lord told me when i questioned him about it this is him talking the lord told me when i questioned him about it like well didn't you say you want to love like i love like you know, I I call all of these people to love on me and they divorce me all the time. But I think that was his way of trying to make it make sense. I'm not trying yeah. to say that this man was lying on God, but I do truly believe that his interpretation of what he heard is what caused him to be in that situation. And now it's kind of like, well, let me try to fix it. Let me try to make it make sense. Let me try to, you know. Let me try to just make it make sense so that I feel good about the decision that I made. But yeah, yeah, that's that's so true. I don't know. I'm not trying to take and over the conversation. It's fine. I mean, this. I mean, the thing is with this. I mean, if you if you guys listen to the whole podcast, there's so many different layers and so many different directions that we can go. Um on that podcast we just focus on one clip really Mm -hmm. what he's saying um but it just it behooves us that we need to pay attention and be certain that it is the lord that is speaking to us and leading us and guiding us of course in everything that we're doing we want to be obedient i mean you know like you were saying um because we are called children of God because we are sons and daughters you know there's a mandate that's put on us the mandate is obedience mm-hmm. you know so whatever God is telling us to do you know we have to be we have to be obedient in that way yeah you know we like we like it whether we it feels good whether it looks right or not you know we just we have to be obedient and obedience is where the blessing is. Obedience mm. is where the promise is. You know, that's how we can see, okay, God, I see why you told me to do this. Okay, God, I see why you told me to get with this person. Okay, God, I see why, you know, you told me to to be a, 
I don't know, paired with this business or something of that sort. Yeah. There's always there's always a reason why God tells us to do something. There's, of course, almost every single time, it's not always going to look like how we think it's going to look like. It's never Ooh. going to look like that initially, ever. Matter of fact, all the things that God may have promised to us about all, you know, he said, you're going to be this, that, and the other, you know, you're like, okay, God, like, yeah, we're going to be successful. We're going to be this. I've, you know, I've had this spoken over my life. God has given me confirmation, dreams, visions, prophetic words, you know, wow. Like this, you know, things, things are about to come to pass. Things are about to be great for me. And then, you know, maybe two days later, now you're having, you're going through these storms. Now you're going through these trials and you're just like, wait, God, like I, you said that I was going to be successful. You said I was going to be this. You said I was going to be doing all the great ministry stuff and, and be this great man. This like this is what you said. It's not something that I want. You said this. Why are all these things happening in my life? And that's mm-hmm. where you have to dig deep and be like, well, whatever God told me to do in this season, I gotta keep on trucking. Now let me I ask gotta... you a question on mm-hmm. on that thought before I forget it. How long did it take for the Israelites to get to the promised land? I believe it took uh was it forty? I want to say forty is coming to my mind. Or was it's that coming... something else? It's not it sounds like forty, I'm gonna be uh, honest. Because let me, let me just uh, let me see. Okay. <laughs> Cause I have a thought, but I don't wanna be loud and wrong. I don't wanna be loud and wrong. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna figure this out. Want to give people the right? So yeah, I think forty is right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, forty years in the wilderness. Okay. Forty years, basically. Okay, before it could have been shorter, but yeah. Okay, so this is what I was saying. So like, and correct me if I'm wrong. Like, leave it in the show notes if Jay can't get it off the bat. Like, whatever. But this was my initial thought. What I was the reason why I asked that question is because I think a lot of times the Lord may give us a word or we may receive a word or something like that. And we're thinking like it's supposed to happen like really quick. Or that like if the Lord said this, then that means that this is probably gonna happen like next week or like next month or maybe like in the next few years. And it's just kind of like again, going back to obedience the importance of obedience because the lord may be saying like yeah absolutely i have this thing for you but i have to be in position to receive it there may be something that i don't know let me let me think of an example like okay for example let's talk about marriage right the lord may speak to me when i'm in a place of when i'm burdened when i'm heavy laden when i don't believe that I'm the woman of God that I, that God has created me to be. And he may have someone speak a word of encouragement to me and saying like, Hey, you will be a godly wife. You will be X, Y, and Z. So that means that, okay, I will be, but that means I can't stay in this heavy and burden laden place that I'm in right now. That means I got work to do. It's conditional. That means that I can't be a godly wife 
in this <laughs> in this place that I'm in, in this space and how I perceive things and how I go about things and how I how I understand things. I mean, I, there's a whole renewal of my mind that has to take place now. So if I want to get to that point that God has said to me, if I want to receive that thing, I have to make sure I'm in a position to receive that thing. Because the longer I wait, the longer I stall, the longer I don't go headstrong into the things of God to prepare me for that godly marriage, I'm going to be having that prophecy linger. That's going to be on me. That's not going to be on God. God is not going to give me something prematurely. He's not going to do that. So the reason why I asked how long did it take them? Because for me, I feel like the same principle applies. Like it took them mad long and we could be thinking in the same place. Like, yo, I've been in this place for mad long. Like, when is this going to happen? But again, it really relied on them as well. They out here complaining and they getting on Moses nerves and that's why he struck, strike the rock anyway. So it's just like, you got all of these, these factors and these facets that goes into something actually coming to pass. But again, I don't think people are ready for that conversation because they always want to blame God or they always want to blame something other than themselves. And that's why I think like we have to examine ourselves. I think James and even David was talking about that too. Like you got to be examining yourself, yo. Like you can't just be sitting here thinking that everything is like, based off of someone else's issue and that's why you in this place like no so that's yep, it. I mean, yeah no I, that's that amazing honestly um that's one side of it mm-hmm. <laughs> the other the other side because we can look at the life of joseph mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. joseph Whereas it wasn't recorded in the Bible, he wasn't necessarily a disobedient man. He wasn't a sinful man. He wasn't something that he wasn't someone that was rebellious. Based upon what the Bible is saying, he was someone that was that lived an upright life and uh, did his best to please the Most High. But we see how you know when he was young, he had a dream that he was going to be ruler over most of the known world at that time. Hmm. And it took a long time before that thing happened. Yeah. Yeah. He was sold into slavery. He was put in jail. Mm. You know, um, he was lied on. Yeah. There were so many things. There's so many areas where this man was, was taken through, you know, and the things of what he dreamed about, what the most high, what he gave, the dream that he gave him, it didn't come to pass yet. Mm hmm. But it came to pass later on as time went on. Um, yeah, if you hear any background noise, that's them cutting in the back. What they cutting? They, 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 I don't know why they're doing it at this time. I have no idea. But we just going to... We're going to carry on. We're going to carry on. But back to what I was saying... A lot of times, it there's a gestation period before mm. the birth, mm-hmm. and it may not always be something that you're doing. You're still carrying on. You're like, Lord, I've been living a righteous life. I've been obedient to you. Like I've been repenting. I've been yeah. trying to redirect myself. Like I'm going by the leading of the Holy Spirit. Like, 
what's up? And Laura's like, Laura's like, well, it's just not time yet. Mm. You know, there's many facets to these to these things. And that's why in everything that you do, you want to be prayerful and everything. If you're going to be prayerful and you have a mind of, and you have the mind of Christ and what you're doing, there's nothing that is going to keep you from what God has uh, spoken over your life. Now, with that praying and that and 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 that being uh, being led by the Holy Spirit, there may be some things that you have to rebuke. There may be some things, um, um, you know, demonic spirits that may want to hinder the promise over your life, and that all comes in that. That all comes into play with everything that you're doing. But whatever is going over, whatever is being spoken over your life that God has promised you, because the Bible says His promises are yes and amen, right? And and as you're continuing to be obedient toward him, it's going to come to pass. Mm-hmm. That's a key into- word. That's a key word, Jay. Obedience. Obedience. I think we don't press that enough. I really, I really don't. I don't think we press it enough. Because people have it in their mind that they can do what they want to do, act how they want to act, entertain what they want to entertain. And then God's God's like favoring. I mean, yes, God's mercy, like, you know, the goodness of God is what brings man to rebuttal. This is my rebuttal to that, what you're saying. Mm -hmm. A lot of people do think that. I would say they're not true sons of God then. Okay. I know that's a, I know that's a controversial statement, no, but I would no, say no, 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 it's not. I get what you're saying. I would say they're not true sons of God because a true son of God is going to follow follow him regardless. Of course, true sons of God make mistakes. They may miss it sometimes. They may fall, but the Bible says a righteous man falls seven times, but in the end, what? Mm-hmm. He gets back up again, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He, continue, he continues on that righteous path, right? Because mm-hmm. why? He's a righteous, the Bible calls him a righteous man. He doesn't, he doesn't, the righteous man is not, is not perfect in all of his ways. The father is perfect in all of his ways. Mm-hmm. A righteous man is not going to be perfect in all of his ways, but a righteous man is someone that's going to continue to, to stay on the straight and narrow path. Right. There may be some missteps in the, in the way. But he's 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 putting in the effort to grow himself. He's putting in the effort to improve himself. He's allowing the Holy Spirit to sanctify him from the inside out. Mm. From there, that's how the promise gets brought into fruition. Because you're still the whatever whatever steps you're taking, the Lord is taking with you. He's even with you in your mistakes. Mm. You see that? He's only he's even he's still he's even with you within your mistakes. Why? Because you're going to continue to listen to him and be like, okay, Lord, I made a mistake here. I repent. Where where do I need to go now? Keyword, repent. Yeah, but why why is he repenting? Because he's a righteous man before the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. But I think where I'm getting at with that is that to be righteous is going to take 
intentionality because the spirit fights against the flesh, the flesh fights against, they're at war, right? So to someone, they have to, they, what I want, what I want to kind of press on that is that there's an intentionality. There's a dying to my flesh daily. It's a decision that I'm making to walk this walk in righteousness so that I could attain and obtain the promises of God for my life. So that means I have to be keeping my, what is it? The helmet of salvation. I got to be keeping that on at all times because I have to know why I'm doing it. I have to know what's before me. I have to know why I gave my life to Christ in the first place. That should keep me in right standing with God because I know my why. I know why I'm doing it. I know why I chose to die to my flesh daily. So what I'm saying is, yeah, I understand like the righteous and all that. And that's true. But I do think there is a consciousness and awareness that needs to take place for all of us to really stay in that vein because we do have a decision. I can stay in this place and be on this trail towards righteousness or I can do my own thing. So I think that's, that's where I'm getting at. I'm not negating anything that you're saying. What you're saying is absolutely correct. But I think what I want to get to some people, because not all people are on this tip that I'm talking about, but for those that are like, you have to be intention, intentional about your walk with Christ. You, you got to know why you're doing it. And you got to know, like, if you want to stay on the straight and narrow, there are some requirements that you're going to have to do and you're going to have to make that decision daily like it's a daily decision to die to your flesh yeah for sure that's where for i'm sure. going that's where i'm going that's where i was getting at no that's, that's amazing <laughs> um so next topic go ahead <laughs> How you feel about people that be saying that certain people, they future spouse and stuff like that? Mm. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and mute myself. No, don't, don't mute. Don't let, just let, let it all out. Okay. So this is, this is what I got to say about that. Because everybody, everybody has so many different opinions on, on this topic. Mm-hmm. Because is very much layered, and there's so many different ways that we go go about it. It kind of goes back to um, it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier. Okay. If the Lord is if the Lord is saying now, I believe in confirmation. I believe in things lining up with whatever word that you got that someone is your spouse. You know, I get it. The angle that I'm coming from is if the Lord has said something, then it's going to happen. Now, this is where people get messed up, right? Mm-hmm. They get, they, they think that the Lord says something, right? They think that the Lord said mm-hmm. that so-and-so is their spouse, but it really isn't because they'll be like, oh, this song, God told me so and so is my spouse and this is going to happen and da, 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 da. And then 
three months later, they find out this person that God told them was a spouse is married to somebody else Ooh. or got married to somebody else. And so now we, so now this is where the question that we have to ask, it, it always comes back to these questions. Yep. Did, did you hear wrong or is God wrong? Exactly. It, it goes back to that question. Yep. Is Did you hear wrong or was God wrong? That's it. It's impossible. Am I, am I wrong? You're not am I wrong? wrong. You're not wrong. Alright. You're not wrong. Right. I want to um, hold on. Mm, I want to read this scripture. Um, I want to read this scripture. Um, Hebrews six. Okay. And eighteen, because. Yeah, I don't know. I might read it from the King James Version because, but let me read it from the New King James Version because I don't want nobody be having no excuses. Uh-oh. All right. Boom. It says, Hebrews 6 and 18, New King James Version. It says that by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we might have strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. Oh, mm. I want to read 19. I think this is good. This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast and which enters the presence behind the veil verse 20, where the forerunner has entered for us, even Jesus having become high priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. Now, ultimately, the principle of that whole thing is that it is impossible for God to lie. Another scripture somewhere says that something along the lines of Jesus, God, he cannot, um, what is it, about him being a, such a high priest that he is not unable to pretty much understand what we're going through. I need to find that scripture because uh let me see. Mm-hmm. If you find it before me or if I'm making up stuff. Hmm. And we Hold on, let me do you hear me? Yeah I'm here. Uh Hebrews four is on the same Hebrews four fifteen. I can read it. Yeah. I'm reading from the version two okay um it says for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin mm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yeah you can even read 16 i think that's good too it says let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need mm. Mm. And one of the titles of that um, in the New King James Version is Our Compassionate High Priest. So I think that um, it's very important to understand like the character of God. And I talked about this in my most recent, well, it might not be most recent, depending on when I put this out. I might be putting this out early. So yeah, I will. So in my most recent episode um, where where I'm talking about going through seasons with um, Minister Ronika Benjamin, if you have not 
listen to that episode, please do. I'm getting a lot of people, like really, I don't just be saying that, but people do be hitting me up and they be telling me that they be encouraged and all that good stuff. And we talked about that. We talked about how it is important to understand the character of God so that when you're coming boldly to the throne room, okay, you're not loud and wrong because you're not looking at God like y'all on the same brainwave because you already know his thoughts are higher than your thoughts and his ways are higher than your ways. So I'm just saying it's important to understand whom you're talking to. Just like if you were dating someone or your husband or your wife, you know their personality. You know what you can say. You know what you can't say. You know how they're going to take things. You know, you you just you just know. So I think it's very important to understand the character of a person, but also the character of God. But what I'm saying is we know it's not in his character. He is it's impossible for him to lie. So yeah. God is saying certain things, or we saying that God says certain things that he didn't say, and then it don't come to pass, it's like, what was you interpreting? It fall back on me. Or that other person. (laughs) Why do you think people be so thirsty, though, to be like, God said that you was my husband or God said you were my wife? I mean, it could be uh, (laughs) many different reasons. You know, they, uh, you know, they just, they just really want to be married now. You know, they feel like it's that time, you know, they, uh, you know, they horny, you know, they want to, they want to do what they got to do or, um, you know, they, they, they need somebody near them. It could be, it could be so many different areas and reasons why they jumped a gun like that. So, I mean, cause everybody, everybody's different on that matter. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. I mean <laughs> it can go so many different it can go so many different areas. It's just it's just that you know, like you said, God is not a man that he should lie. So if we understand that, we know that, then somebody uh, lying and it ain't him. If somebody lying is and it's never going to be the most high. It's never, never never going to be the most high so i mean in everything in regards to that when it comes to getting certain prophetic words about who is our spouse we want to we want to bring some people around us to help vet right yeah because uh, a lot of times we may see in part we may prophesy in part you know we need some help you know this walk is not we don't do this walk by ourselves no one is an island we need the body of Christ around us and other people that, uh, you know, have a life and know how to hear from God um, and who are matured in the faith that can help vet the things that we're hearing, seeing, feeling, mm-hmm. you know, so that way you're looking crazy, yeah, you know, that's good. It also behooves us to vet the people that we want to vet what we're feeling, hearing, and seeing. Oh, because you're talking good those people could be you we want to make sure that everything in this is in right alignment everything is matured properly the way that they should be mm. you know because if we're not vetting those people that we we're thinking that we get confirmations where there is no confirmation wow you know you're talking it is good. Just, 
we got to be careful. We got to be careful. It's like it's in this in these times. There's so much deception that's going around. There's so much distractions that are going around, and the devil wants to distract you as much as possible. You know, and if he can use the your desire of wanting to be married, and there's no and there's, and please hear me out. There's nothing wrong with having a desire to be married. Mm-hmm. No wrong in that at all. But he can use whatever means possible to get you off off base. Yeah, you know, if, if he wants to use someone that you look up to in order to provide a false confirmation because those things happen too, then he will do that. He will do that. But the thing that I stand on... Yeah, go ahead. ...is that we serve, we serve a loving God, man. Amen. Like, we serve, we serve a merciful God and a, and a, and a good God mm. that gives good gifts to his children and that has his children's back. Even when we miss it, God's, God still got our back. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Especially when especially when, we, when we have a desire to hear from him and we are diligently seeking him. Because he says he's a reward of those who diligently seek him, right? Yeah. And we're doing our very best. You know, we're not perfect. We can't see everything, right? Mm-hmm. But we're doing our very best to hear from God and get the right answer, right? Because we don't want to just be going off our feelings and because somebody looked good, you know? Yeah. <laughs> or even because owning the gifts and you know they in church they raise their hand this one time in church we saw them and be like oh my god they raise their hand in worship i know he the one oh my god listen preach you know yeah it'd be like sometimes and and you know what god you know god gives us those certain preferences and feelings you know and there's not there's nothing necessarily wrong with that but if it's misplaced it can lead us down the wrong path and lead us toward the wrong person you know, mm. be very um cognizant and discerning in everything that we're doing. You know, make sure that whatever whatever you're feeling or hearing, seeing, make sure you're vetting it yourself. You're asking God, being led of the Holy Spirit. Maybe bring somebody else, maybe a bigger sister, maybe a big brother around, maybe a father, spiritual father, a spiritual mother, you know, a spiritual uncle, a spiritual auntie, you know, <laughs> some a pastor. You know, first lady, some somebody that's mature that can be like, "Hey, I'm I'm hearing this, I'm feeling this. Can you pray with me? Can you can you pray with me on this? You know, yeah. or maybe talk yeah. to me. Can you can you, you know can you pray with me along this so that way I'm making the right decision and and that's okay. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that you're any less of a believer, any less of a Christian. We all need those people that are that are there there to help us. I mean, shoot, Paul had helpers. Paul had Barnabas. Paul had, had Silas. Yeah. He had people along, along his side to to help him in his ministry. He had Timothy, yeah. Titus, you know? Yeah. So it's like, that, that's okay to have that. You know, you're not high, you're not so high and mighty where you can't, can't have help to hear from God. That's we need that sometimes. That's good. And then um, I do believe that you are in the vein because um, I was thinking to myself, like not thinking to myself, but I do believe that um, some of you may be thinking, well, like, what if I don't have access? Um, What if I'm not going to a church? What if I have not made myself um, readily available to like be in positions to be in rooms like that, where I'm able to go to someone or talk to someone and all that, his word will tell you because he says, you know, you judge the tree by the fruit it bears. A lot of times we find ourselves in these relationships, partnerships and all that. 
and we looking on the surface. We looking at what they show us. And all that is good. But if you out here telling me that you are apple tree and you got grapes coming out of you, I'm going to be side eyeing and I'm probably going to run because that means you got mental illness because it ain't no way in the world that you telling me one thing, but you're doing something else. And I'm supposed to be like, oh, I bet a lot of time. Huh? Mental illness. My goodness. Nah, for real. Because. There's a deception there. There's a your 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 disillusion. You're not living in reality. And I think we want to be making some shake a lot of the times because we're not holding people by their fruit. And a lot of times we wouldn't be in a lot of the positions that we in and entertaining a lot of people that we've entertained in like for far too long, friendships, partnerships, relationships, romantic, platonic, all of that. We wouldn't be entertaining them if we would have just took it from the jump. Yo, I seen that. I seen that from the beginning. I should have known. Like, if it, it, it was my flesh in hindsight, hindsight, always 2020, you know what they say. And so it's like, you have to be just very mindful. Like, even if you don't have those people around you, you gauge the person by the word of God. Like, what is what does the word of God say and how does it line up with this person? And yeah, this person may be struggling. Yeah, this person may be stumbling and falling, but they ain't making it a habit. And that's another thing, too. Are they making it a habit? Is it, is it, is it habitual? Yeah, they may have failed at one time, maybe once every blue moon, but that ain't that ain't their personality. <laughs> like, so you got to gauge it. You got to gauge it. We don't just want to cut somebody off because they... They act a little funky, you know, once every blue moon. We got to see what's the continuum, what's the what's the consistency that they show in. And then it's like, okay, like now that's your character. Like now that's you. And now I have to make a decision. Like, do I want to be with this mm-hmm. or not? Mm-hmm. So that's what I say yeah. to the person that may not have access to that. Like the word is true. And if you go by what the word says and you shine that light of that word onto that person, You'll be able to make the decision. You just got to make the decision. It's up to you to make the decision. Yeah. Yeah. And the Lord will reveal in his timing, you know, just trusting the process of how, how that's going to come about because it's good a lot of times to view and observe people in every season, mm-hmm. you know, act a certain way. All right, well, let me see you in the three other or the four seasons. The four other seasons, rather, because there's five seasons. There's winter, fall, spring, summer, and there's due season. That's that's something that my pastor taught us. So, like, you want to see them in every every season that's that's you know that's being uh, given out. You know, that's why a lot of times people get married. You know, after maybe a year of dating or so, because um, they saw them through all the seasons. I'm like, okay, you've seen pretty uh consistent in this one area but now the thing is mm-hmm. you will never be able to know someone completely until you live with them yeah that's that's just reality you know that's you know and a lot of people will use that excuse like well i need to live with my man uh or i need to live with my woman because i gotta see oh uh, how how it is i just got i gotta know her for real well you know that's why we have the holy spirit you know yeah with it to because the holy spirit is going to guide you in all truth mm-hmm. you know 
gonna he's gonna guide you in all truth. So that that keeps you from having to live with someone before uh, your time, because obviously you know if two people are attracted with each with one another and they live with one another, you know they're not married. What's nine times out of ten what's gonna happen? Let's just keep it one thousand. Mm. You know. So the thing is, you gotta just use you gotta rely on the Holy Spirit. You know, in that area. Um, and just allow and just believe that God's going to lead you in the right direction. Yeah. You know, that's that's it. In, in, in regards to both of y'all, you know, both of y'all trust in the Holy Spirit mm. to lead you, you know. And um, if the if the shoe fits, then you move forward. Then you move forward. Move forward in faith. That's it. And I think it's important too, like, to really again, going back to the fruit, but the importance of not being unequally yoked with an unbeliever because a believer is going to show the fruits, going to show the character, going to be um, seeking the things of God, wanting to know the things of God, wanting to be, you know, just in intimacy with God like you're gonna see that and it's important that when you are vetting a wife or you're vetting a husband that you see those traits again it it, it will be nice to meet them and they walking on water and they doing all this and you like oh if I would have known better I would have thought that was Jesus but listen yeah. okay <laughs> don't be like that then you gotta make sure you like that. Like what you what you <laughs> you may have that man. That man may very well be that. And you just be like, uh-uh, I ain't even, I ain't even there. But I say all that to say, like, it's important that you and your person is on the same page spiritually, I would say. Um, because I think that is the foundation of a successful relationship marriage or whatever because my flesh could be saying one thing my perception could be skewed I could have too many people in my ears I can be distracted here I can be that but what is the spirit of God saying about our situation what is the Lord telling me I may not understand it I may see in part all this da da da, da but the Holy Spirit is only going to tell me what he hears from the Father and that's what you can go to you could go to the bank and cash that. So I think that's what my encouragement would be to anyone that's listening. Like make sure that you and your person are on the same page spiritually. And I mean, like Mm -hmm. all on one accord. Um, yeah. Did you have something to say? No, no. Thank you. Said it perfectly. Okay, good. So listen, I want to play this little clip from Tim Ross. Um, it's going to talk about what you were talking about um, as far as the living together, because I really do believe that we need to talk about this. I don't know who is for, but okay. <laughs> something that Tim yeah, Ross yeah. said. Um, so I'm going to play it from my phone. Let me see if I can. Yeah. All right. Hmm. I don't want to put it too close to my mic. Been together for two years and see if you like it and at least have sex once because are you even going to know if you're going to like having sex with them? It's like, hey, bro, if you fall in love with somebody, you're going to have to figure everything else out. That's the 
that's part of love. For better, for worse, for richer, for poor, for sickness and health, till death do we part. What do you think that's about? It's about the mystery of it. So find out as much as you can about a person up here. Because when you walk down the aisle, do you know what you're saying I do to? Everything you don't know. One of my biggest regrets in life, right, is not being a virgin when I married Juliet. It's one of my biggest regrets, right? Like, I'm over it. I went to therapy. I'm over it. But, but one of my biggest laments is I wish the only person that ever had my wife yeah. was my wife, right? Because what I was putting out in my brokenness was all about trauma and all about the narrative I had as a little boy being abused and what I thought being with a beautiful woman meant, you know, to that abuse and numbing it. Yeah, trying to numb it. And so when you know better, you do better. All right. How y'all feel about that? <laughs> how y'all feel about that? Because he, the, the biggest point that stuck out to me was when he said, is about the mystery of it all. And what that tells me is that, dang, control is not my portion. <laughs> Ain't no way in the world I'm going to have to let this person just be. Because uh, <laughs> we want it, because the main thing, a lot of people, I need to test drive it. I need to live with it. I need to, I need to uh, be in the skin. I need to be, I need to know before I know before I know. And a lot of the root to that, I believe, is the desire to control. But people gonna be people. And so it's like when he said that, I was like, dang. But I wanted, but that that real when you as you were talking about the whole like you need to live together first and like all that, I thought about that real. So I decided to play it. I don't know if you heard that one before. I think I have heard that one. Yeah, that one's uh yeah. Hmm. That one that one I think. Maybe it convict you. Sure. <laughs> it's convicting you no it's not convicting i'm not i'm not doing that but i'm just saying if you are it's convicting mm. yeah i think it just makes you change your, your thought process towards the thing like why are you doing it like mm. and then god said what he said so and then here yeah. they say I mean, at the end of the day, the Bible says what the Bible says. So it's like it's either you're going to follow what it's saying or, or you're not. You know, it's just that's kind of how I see it. It's like you're going to just be obedient and just wait or or you're just not going to wait. I mean, because people come up with all these different excuses of why they need to do that. Mm. You know, mm -hmm. why they think it's okay. You know, or they'd be like, well, we're not having sex, so it's okay for us to live together. Like, we just... We trying to pay the bills, correct? Get them bills slashed. Mm. I'm all about getting them bills slashed. Believe me, <laughs> inflation is a real thing. Yo, before inflation, I need the help. I need a roommate. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So, like, and and the thing is, all that's understandable. But it's like, well, if you're trying to do your best to live for God. You're gonna, you're just gonna do that, you know. God will provide, you know. Or the remedy is, you know, uh, uh, don't stay single for too long, or don't date for too long. That's an, I mean, and that's a whole nother conversation, mm -hmm. um, you know, that we could be having as well. 
Um, cause I grew up around a lot of people that were like in relate, you know, three, four, five, six, seven, eight year long relationships, you know, and I'm just like, well, why don't y'all, why don't y'all just get married? You know, y'all have been together for so long, you know, now I understand everybody's different. I understand certain, certain things are in place and, you know, people are trying to get together and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not knocking that, you know, I, you know, I can empathize with all those things, but I don't believe it is in our best interest as believers mm-hmm. and in our best interest uh, as people who hear from the most high for to be prolonging relationships before they are completely in covenant, especially if we're doing everything by the leading of the Holy Spirit and God has given us the green light on us as a couple. What's the hold up? Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's coming from my, my own thinking, but it's like, well, let's just, let's, let's get on with it because we want to, uh, we want to, yeah, we want to preserve purity, you know, like we don't want to, cause I'm like, the longer y'all with each other, y'all around each other all this time, do you know, whoop de whoop, y'all gonna, y'all gonna want to do some stuff. Ain't no way you with somebody for eight years and y'all ain't doing nothing. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, eight years. Yeah, even yeah. five years. Like five years, four years. Even I'm like, even y'all. Two. Yeah, I'm like, sorry. I'm sorry. unless y'all, unless y'all long distance, long distance for two years. But like y'all together, like that, I'm like, bro. Yeah, come on. Yeah, like you know, like come on now, man. Yeah, come on, come on now, man. Come on now, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's, it's at that point, it's just like it's not even spiritual. That's more like just use common sense, bro. Yeah, like, you know that you know, like you know, y'all both feeling some type of way, right? You know, the Bible says it's better to marry than to burn, right? So, like, okay, well, understand that scripture. Let's go ahead. Especially we have the leading of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. right? That's given us the okay. There is no reason for us not to be together. There's no like you know, glaring thing for the Lord is saying, do not be together at all. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's just, let's move forward. Let's you move know? forward. What we got to do? Let's Get it over with. Nobody want to be in these dating streets for too long anyway. These dating streets is not fun. Ooh. Okay. That's a whole nother conversation. Okay. We can talk about this at some other time. <laughs> but, uh, I mean... Yeah, just, just go ahead and do it, man. Just go ahead and do it. Who was that for? Who was you talking to? I guess. You was talking mm-hmm. to somebody. I was talking to somebody. You was talking yes. to somebody's son. Somebody's son had to hear that. I don't know who it was, but somebody's son had to hear that. Go ahead and make that thing happen. Go ahead and get that ring. Stop playing with her. Stop playing with her. You know, get the ring pop if you have to. No, it's okay. Listen, get the ring pop. Get the get the Walmart, Sam's Club. Heard they got cute stuff. Uh, what else? Costco's, BJ's, all the wholesale right. places. At the end of the day, what really matters? The marriage, the the marriage really matters, right? Mm-hmm. That's not what the you know the bling bling. You know, all that don't really matter. It's about the the holy matrimony before the Most High, right? Amen. Yeah, that covenant. Yeah. Like probably gonna be mad at me for saying that. Mm, it don't matter. It's cheap. Oh my god. I'm like, listen, listen. I just fall. Just. That's all I, got. I would rather. I would rather 
Because see, this is another thing too. You got to think about this too. A lot of men will go ahead and give her the ring and be engaged for mad long. At that point, she looking like this ring don't mean nothing because we ain't signed no papers. So in the grand scheme of things, does the ring really matter? No, it's the action behind the ring that matters. Watch it. Don't don't watch it now. Watch it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. He could take me to the courthouse. He ain't gotta have no ring. Listen, that paper signed. All right, bet. That's really what matters. But see, women they want the. I need to show everybody because it's symbolic, and they gonna know I'm engaged. And I, I, I. But yeah, whole time, yo. When y'all getting married, man? He said, "Yo, girl, it's going on three years." When y'all get? Uh, he said, "I, girl, I mean." At that point, she's gonna be looking like, yo, this is just for play play. You really playing with me, like. So that's another conversation, I guess. Another conversation. Now, I remember your word in the beginning of this year was restoration, right? Yes. I believe I believe this year God is going to restore to people the real meaning of what real marriage is and what real love is. Amen. I believe. I receive that. He's, he's going to restore that and he's going to restore like that image of what that picture is supposed to look like. It's not mm. with the glitz. It's not, you know, the aesthetics. It's, it's like, what is this? What is this portraying in the kingdom? Wow. What is this really portraying in the kingdom? Mm. What type of impact on in this world, you know, in the body of Christ against the spiritual forces of darkness? Like, mm. That's what the your union is created for. You know, that's why you guys are being brought together is for that. It's not for you can get your rocks off. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's to it's to bring the kingdom of God onto earth. That kingdom. That's work. that earth. Yeah. Mm. Hey, that's gonna hurt some people though. It's gonna crash their reality. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of people may say that I'm not. I shouldn't be talking about that because I'm not even married, you know. But you know, I'm. I'm. What I'm doing is I'm. I'm speaking from a place of, um, from what the Word of God is saying that marriage is supposed to be. You know, that's where my perspective is coming from. Um, and then I, of course I have examples in my life as well. I'm. I'm seeing. My parents, I grew up in a two-parent household. My mother and father have both been married 30-plus years. Mm-hmm. And they've made an impact uh, not only on me, but on uh, the people that they have been in ministry with, you know, on um, on their workplace. Like, they just, they've, anybody that sees them, they understand that they're, they're two powerful people, but they're powerful together, mm-hmm. you know. They, they're doing with the most high together, you know. Mm-hmm. The cord is not easily broken, wow. you know. Yeah. It's not easily broken. Why? Because you have both of you guys together plus the Holy Spirit binding y'all together. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, <laughs> on that note, I think that tied it up together pretty good. I think so. I think it tied it up together pretty good. 
that's I don't even want to like put nothing on that I think that's good so um (laughs) y'all these impromptu discussions like I said I just drop them whenever so be on the lookout outside of the episode list that I have on pinned up on my profile every month on the Grow Regardless podcast Instagram page at Grow Regardless podcast and you can check them out but I do have these impromptu discussions where it could just be me or a guest so please be on the lookout for those things keep your notifications on so you'll always know when we post another episode but Jairus as always is a pleasure to have you on yeah you're welcome thank you thank you for making the time thank you for coming through and dropping some nuggets of wisdom it's always 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 a blessing to have you the people love you we love you because you love god okay so yeah anything else you want to tell the people before we head out i think we we did what we had to do (laughs) (laughs) all right y'all so i love y'all and lord willing I think our next episode is going to deal with, oh, we're going to have Miss Jessica Cohen from Spark Solutions. She's going to be talking with us um, this Friday at midnight. Um, It's our last episode of the season. She's going to be talking to us about kingdom strategies and how to utilize the wisdom of God and all things all things all things because all things have to be done in decency and in order amen so we're going to be talking about those things on with miss jessica cohen and i'm excited to have her i feel like she's going to be dropping some nuggets because she always do i'd be like girl ugh, all the wisdom that be flowing from out of her so um stay on the lookout for that but yeah i love y'all and lord willing i will see you on friday bye Bye. Bye.